We are Sarah and Laura. We are doulas, mothers, women, wives, and entrepreneurs. We love a lot of things. The gym, food, coffee, health, kombucha, our families, and our friends. We are so committed to being authentic, honest, and vulnerable and showing up here just the way we are. We promise to never positive wash anything, but please know that we are wholeheartedly committed to radically thriving. With this podcast, we hope to connect on a deeper level and talk about hard stuff. Ultimately, we want women and mothers to know deeply who they are and what makes them feel happy. Whether you're getting into a bath or taking us on a walk with you. Or maybe you're commuting to work. We are honored that you chose our podcast to listen to. Hi, Laura. Hi, Sarah. You're not supposed to say hi first. <laughs> I know. I got you. You're say hi first. <laughs> Just gonna swear and make this an explicit one. I got it in there quick. I just, you know, it's gonna shake it up sometimes. Oh, People man. are gonna be so thrown off. Just you, especially with our voices right now. I know we sound like men. I kind of like it. Oh, leaning into my masculine. Yeah, yeah, we are. Oh, it's good. Oh, okay, so today we have Megan. I'm super excited to have Megan on with us. Um, I actually don't remember how Megan found us and why she wanted us to be her doulas, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. So yeah. welcome, Megan. Thanks for being here with us. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. I think the last time that I sat like this with you two was Inter- when we were interviewing you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We were as, as, if, I, as if I needed to. Vividly. Yeah. 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 How did I you actually have, how did, oh, sorry, you find us? how did you find us and why did you want to hire us? So I found you guys on Google. Yes. Um, yeah, because at the time I didn't have Instagram and I didn't actually realize how much business is conducted over social media platforms It's a lot until, until recently. And then, yeah. and just like the breadth of capabilities in terms of marketing and things like that. Um, so we had just moved to the area. I, not to get heavy. I had just lost my mom. And I was pregnant with my first baby. And I was kind of like, I, I need a, a best girlfriend who's also like an expert in this. Even if that means I have to pay her like Richie Rich to be my friend, <laughs> I, I will do it. Um, and I tend to seek out expertise in areas where I have a limited understanding um, so that I can just like, so, like as a crutch, like, I'm going to defer to the expert on this one, like get out the Rolodex and phone a friend. So nice. we, yeah, I had done um, a Google search. No, I, I had a minimal understanding of what a doula was. I just, I murmurings, little things. And I was like, I think this is something that I should look into. And so I did find you guys and you were the ones who told me how to search and hire a doula. So <laughs> using your own material I was like okay this is I'm gonna talk to these girls and and, but you know what what you recommended was first was what in terms of like podcasts what do they have in terms of um informative material online like watch their videos listen to their podcasts which at the time didn't exist your podcast didn't but I think you had done videos and so you were like just see if they're like your vibe see if see if they're like your kind of person and so I was watching. I'm like, I already know I want to like work with these girls. And so, and my husband was like, yeah, whatever you need. So yeah, we, yeah, we got on the horn and it was more or less like, 
just reaffirm what I, what my understanding of a doula is. Oh, and I also remember saying like, how, what will, what will virtual support look like? Because I really was reaching out for something like physical at the time. Mm -hmm. Um, but despite COVID and despite like the virtual support, it, it still, it was really important to me to have you along for the ride and also a contributing factor to considering a second. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Oh, I, can, I might be able to work with her this time, like in a different way. Like now I know how. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's I'm really glad we got the early labor together. I felt like you were in such a great flow. Remember like you were on your knees by your bed and yeah, we just got in a good state before you went to the hospital. Can I tell a story on you about your outfit to the hospital? Sure. <laughs> okay. Megan so, probably doesn't know how often we talk about her with I, such love and respect. I, I love it. Because okay. we want to be her. Yeah. <laughs> so are so nice. We're gonna we're gonna get you to talk a bit about um you know your your single Toronto life before you came to this point in your life. But um okay, so this is during the heat of COVID. I can't go in right to so the hospital. Can we date reference this? When did you interview <laughs> us? Do you remember when it was? Probably like March 2020. No, no, no. Because that's when I had Lua. It would have been December, January. Okay. I'll find the screen grab of the frozen Zoom call right. because you guys look hilarious. <laughs> That's Why do you have a screen grab? That's because it was so pure. It was so pure. And my husband and I used that moment, which was literally oh frozen in time to be like, we're going to hire them, right? And he was like, oh my God, I love it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we get to the point where, you, you know, your contractions are are regular. You're working hard through them. And decided like, yeah, I think that it's now this time you're going to go in. And so you're in this like cozy bathrobe and um, you're like, I can't go to the hospitals like this because no, I, I can't do this. And so you're, I'm like, it's totally fine. Honestly, they're so used to it. Also, this is St. Thomas. We're not in Toronto and <laughs> you know, it's fine. Just, Definitely just a winning like best dress top 3% yeah. and down any day. Like, I mean, let's just also mention here that like Megan's a model, right? Mm-hmm. So, so <laughs> you're, you're just tall and gorgeous and the, the strong glasses, the dark hair, the brows, all of it. I love yeah. it. Okay. So then she's like, no, so I need to throw on a coat. So she has this like camel coat over top of the bathrobe <laughs> over her shoulders, just like she's about to walk into a business meeting and then throws the shades on. <laughs> on top such a good look I'm a celebrity I'm going to have a baby I'll see you in a while going up to Cedar sinai (laughs) well you guys that was originally my hospital well Mount Sinai was supposed to be my hospital my original my actual OBGYN is there yeah it was so sad because she was with me with my like birth control journey Mm. and then I was looking so forward to having her as my physician but you know ended up moving here kind of on a whim and that's so funny. And I'm not surprised. I do know her. I do know the girl who would put a coat on over a robe before going out in public. <laughs> now though, I will have, to, I have to show you a photo of me answering the door in that same robe, like <laughs> postpartum in a diaper, just like, it's probably yeah. hanging open in the front. Cause I was like, who's at my door. <laughs> and I have like this really obnoxious post-it over my, um, uh, doorbell that says do not ring or knock 
baby sleeping and it doesn't really give you another option right like if you're supposed to be here then like you know you can text us or walk in if you know yeah. that the door is open and if you're not just turn around and go back yeah you're not welcome here yeah yeah exactly I'm still trying to find this photo of you guys because it's I'm so it's lovely it's such a quick transition from giving a shit what you have on to then having a baby and being like I will answer the door in a diaper yeah do Every... not suddenly like like Sarah was came home with us well kind of like you met us at our house after because you couldn't be there and I was I really did love though how you were able to see us off to the hospital but then I knew going home you were also going to be there so there was that constant um which was super helpful and like calming because I no idea what I'm doing like this isn't like when you bring a puppy home and uh suddenly I'm just like all out like I remember Rob took a photo of me and I'm like, I literally like I'm baloney barb in this photo. You can actually see my huge areola on the <laughs> one side. And he's like trying to get like a lovely photo of me and my doula and our baby. And I'm like, babe, it's not the right time. It's not the right time. And I think we'd even cracked champagne too. So there was we like totally glasses did. of half drank champagne and uh, areola's out, champagne <laughs> out. Let's go. Yes. But like, just like the comfort and like, how I felt just suddenly with a stranger, no offense. Like at that time, you're just like, I'm going to put my trust in this person that they're not here to judge me and they're here to help me. And I'm just, I'm more comfortable without clothes on at this point anyway. So here we are, let's do this. And then just started like hosting visitors in the exact same outfit. (laughs) I'm like, if you want to come over, this is it. Yeah. Good for you. Especially, yeah. I'm just like, especially if they had been a mom at some point or like, sorry, like, um, had had babies 35 years ago mm-hmm. and forgot what that like week is right after you've had one. I was like, here's a reminder. Yeah. Yeah. Of what it's like. Bless you for reminding them because yeah, they, they forget. forget. Mm-hmm. And uh, they forget. just seem to remember from the week on. Yeah. And say things that are not so helpful. So I, yeah it's not helpful Mm-mm. and they were of a generation time. my mom reflected for me a little while ago that she remembers she had visitors every single day for 30 days after I was born so holy that, shit like that generation did not protect their postpartum time at all Mm-mm. I think though like I, I think you guys asked this question on Facebook or something or maybe it was an Instagram poll but um I remember answering and just thinking like maybe they didn't know they could like establish boundaries or something even if they wanted to because I feel like there has been a bit of an enlightenment amongst women in terms of like um like like holding space for ourselves and each other like not just holding but like demanding it Mm -hmm. and 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 not just because we want to, but like with scientific backing, like studies and professionals who are also supporting these decisions that we're making. And so for them, like my grandmother and, you know, I'm sure my, my husband's mom just, yeah, they just, at the time it was very much like you are accommodating others. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, how about those others accommodate me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially at this time. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh my God. And like my vagina felt like it was falling out. Like I couldn't even stand for five minutes at my kitchen counter. 
I just remember the heaviness mm. and being like, I'm so physically uncomfortable and I've never f- been more aware of the presence of my vagina and like breastfeeding and like trying to navigate that in the early days in front of your husband's dad is like, right. <laughs> do I have to, like, I will, but, and I will, because I'm like refusing to, you know, go hide. Right. But like, I don't want to do this. I, right. It's this ideal. And yeah, like at any point in our life, if there's a time when we should center ourselves and make it about us, isn't this the one? Right. I mean, I love that you're saying this because when we see it, um, you know, each woman who hires us is an individual on her own, mm-hmm. but we see women as a collective and we see them not taking, you know, making the boundaries or um, not putting themselves first and saying, it's okay that my it's OB fine. It's or fine. midwife did this yeah. thing to me that I didn't like. It's okay. They were great. They were kind. It's fine. And they really weren't. No. And the way they were treated really wasn't okay. And if you saw it the way we do add it all together, yeah, we would say like, stop tolerating this. This is not okay. And you know, you wouldn't stand for this for your friend. So why no. stand for it for yourself? Yeah. Or your daughter. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh my God. It's suddenly you're a mom and you're like, absolutely not. Yeah. Agency. And I guess that, so that was one thing that I was trying to um, wrap my head around too, was like that concept of um, like decision-making and advocating, I guess, because you guys see it in such bulk, like these, you experience these um, instances through your clients and, and, and it's what you do. So you see it all the time for me to even think that I could question a physician or a nurse or somebody who was like a labor and delivery professional didn't occur to me. I I didn't realize, but now I know that like, even, you know, there's such a thing called creative accounting. Like you think numbers are black and white. They're not. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Finnick things. (laughs) Yeah. No, I hear you. It's uh, it, it is a wild thing to advocate in an area that is, um, and maybe it's, I think of it, like, I don't know that I would go in and advocate um, if I was having heart surgery. Yeah. But that's a very medical thing. There's something wrong with me. This, it's very different when you're going yeah. in pregnant and you, this is not a medical emergency. The things we're advocating for are evidence-based. They're just yes. not being practiced in the hospital. The yes. Time. They're things like continuous fetal monitoring, eating while you're in labor. Yeah. Those kind of things. Not having multiple cervix checks. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Don't even get me started on those things. They're so painful. I just thought that you needed them so that they could determine how dilated you were and like when you need to start pushing for people like me who would have no idea what the sensations mean. Mm-hmm. So that's another thing too, though. Like I think because I have this like default, which is what I previously said about deferring to experts, mm-hmm. kind of just let them intervene a bit um, because you assume that they know better. And in my considerations, um, about having a second kid, I'm kind of like, oh my gosh, I could go in equipped with things that I now know. Um, and like, listen to my body and understand what the different sensations mean. Like I knew I had to push, but I didn't really know what it was. And I just really wanted the epidural. Cause I was like, I really want this epidural nap that you keep promising me. <laughs> and, 
And it didn't take because I had been holding my baby in because I should have been pushing her out probably like an hour or two ago, but I'm like sitting there. Would it have been if your OB or nurse had said to you, like, does your body feel pushy? Like, do you feel like you're like, you're holding back a little bit? And like, what does it feel like to lean into that? Oh my gosh. The whole concept, even of leaning in, I feel like I just didn't have, I'm like, I think I need some training before I'm pregnant with you guys. So that like, because for me, the contractions, I was just trying to get through them. I remember like, um, learning about this concept of like leaning in and breathing through, but I also had back labor and Mm -hmm. I didn't, yeah, that's a different beast, man. Yeah. I didn't know what it was. I was like, what the fuck is this? You guys lean into this. And then all those times that you guys were talking about, like, what is it like the back hip thrusts or back pushes or something? Hopefully what are they called? Pressing you. (laughs) I I would have been like, cool. If it helps, it helps. (laughs) Yeah. What What is it called though? Hip squeezes. Double hip squeezes. Hip squeezes. Yes. So those didn't help me. No. And I'm like, ow, this is hurting. Yeah. 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 I I just feel like, yeah. It's actually been a while since I've had them work. Yeah. It's wild. eh? I I had that hot um, thing and then they're not back labor with my twins and then no back labor with my third Jacob and yeah, night and day totally. And if you have another baby, you might find, you know, if you have no back labor, you're like, wow, this is a completely different sensation. Is it like a walk in the park? Um, if you like, when I think about clients who have had a back labor labor and then a non-back labor labor, almost yes. Yeah. And it's usually that you're like, I can't believe we're already done. Yeah. Um, also second births faster than the first. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. You're like, is it time? Am I going to waste? Should I get in the tub now? Or should I wait? And it's like, no, get, get in the tub in the now. now. <laughs> yeah, you're good. Wow. Wow. Yeah. See, that's all really interesting. And I know now too, which again, one of your reels, I think, or a video was, it came a little bit too late. You're like, don't spend your pregnancy, like in this reclined position. And meanwhile, I had been working for my entire third trimester in my bed, with my laptop leaning back. And then it turns out Lua was sunny side up and I had to, I ended up having to flip her myself on the hospital bed by getting on my hands and knees and just, which is hard when you are having contractions. Yeah. So I didn't know that part. Tell me about that. So you, who had you get on your hands and knees? Uh, The LND nurse. Good. Good for her. That's great. So this is the thing though. I really did like her. What was my experience at St. Thomas was good in terms of the nurses. So, um, I had one nurse and she was with me luckily for the duration of my labor and delivery, um, because I managed to give birth near the end of her shift. Um, and so she, she, it was just me and her and my husband in, in the lab, like when we were laboring and she was pretty good. Like she was, we just kind of meshed well. And then I don't know how she could tell that Lua was the wrong way facing the wrong way, but she was like, you should try to get on your knees if you can. And just like, I basically just like was slung over the back of the bed when it was upright and on my knees. And then somehow she was like, yeah, she flipped. I'm like, oh shit. Okay. Great. That's That's great. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was, it was interesting, but I was still like, my leg was shaking uncontrollably with every contraction. 
Yeah. And I remember being like, guys, am I seizuring? Like, what is going on? What is this? Why didn't anyone you tell me about the possibility that I would be shaking uncontrollably? And can we stop it? Is there a medication I can take? So, so much adrenaline. So normal. Yeah. 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 So what would you say? Okay. No, I want you to tell us about like who, I remember you saying to me, you had never even thought that you would necessarily have kids. And so you went from single working human with your girlfriends in Toronto to now you're married in St. Thomas with a kid. What, how did this come about? And what are the biggest (laughs) changes? Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. So what's, I think about this a lot. Like I do reflect a lot, which is why I think I'm having a hard time deciding whether or not I want like a second, um, because I get in my own head about it, but I'd actually got to a point where I was like, did I just meet my like five-year goal? And so I got to the end of that and it was a handful of things like establish myself. Well, no, I'm not established within my industry. I'm still junior, but like reasonably established within my industry, Um, you know, graduated for the most part. Like I may or may not go back to school because that's just what I do. Um, But, you know, I had a couple of degrees under my belt um, and I was happy and like, which I feel like these days is kind of rare, like, especially well, I don't want to say that because that's a generalization, but I was happy and I was single and I was like, at this point, I'm in a position where like someone would have to prove their value add to me mm. and my life. Cause I'm chilling. Like, I love it. I can say yes. I can say no. But I remember I was saying yes to like a lot of things too, just to spice it up a bit. Um, but yeah, so like, it was just what we're we even doing. I don't know. Like, oh, shit, like just, you know, playing sports, going to parties, going to bars, Oh my God. I can't even imagine like going out for drinks every day after work in the financial district was this beast that I managed to do. And you go and you drink and then you go home and it's like, I don't know, seven or eight o'clock, go to bed, get up, do it all over again every day. And like, don't go out on the weekends necessarily. It's more like go have food at someone's place on a Saturday. But like during the week, it's this insane grind every single day. I can't even, I sometimes I'm too tired to have wine in my own home (laughs) and it offends me, but, and I probably offends my, my former self a little bit, but she was, yeah, she was energetic and, you know, like 30 pounds lighter. So it was probably just easier to get around at that point. (laughs) Um, No, but it was, yeah, it was a good time. And, and, and all of my girlfriends were kind of in the same boat. We were single, we were working, you know, owned, owned condos, like owned where you lived. And then I met my now husband who was like the last of his friends, the last single guy, they all were married and had moved to the suburbs of Toronto, um, had kids. And he was like, just waiting for that. And so I needed to make sure that when we met, I wasn't just like fitting an ideal that he had because very much so wasn't also, I'm like, we had a couple of conversations in the beginning and I kind of laid it all out. Like, this is how I spend. This is how I save. This is how I invest. I'm not sure if I want kids. I'm never leaving Toronto. 
Um, because like, find me a city where I can work and, and, you know, like find me a market where I can, I don't want to say like make this much. Cause by no means are we like Richie rich, but like there's earning capacity, like there's room for growth and stuff in the city. But then the pandemic happened and everybody could work remotely. So it's here on the platter. Here mm-hmm. <laughs> and so like, we had like, how many years did we date? Call it three or something where we're in the city and it's this grind and you're going to work every morning and you're, you're, you're like, you're getting there on the, su- on the subway or the streetcar or you're walking and then you come home and it's the same thing. And then suddenly you're working under the same roof together and you're like, this could probably be like a lengthy pandemic. Hey, like just shooting the shit back and forth. Like what are the chances we, we could work remotely for a while? And it wasn't until that happened that I was like, fine, if you find us somewhere that you want to live, then I will go with you (laughs) basically. So it was pretty random. Like I, it was four days. We were on realtor.ca as you do. It's basically just like another app, like Instagram, just scrolling. So true. Right. And, um, call up a realtor because we saw a house we liked and he's like, you don't want that one. I'll like, I'll show you some other houses. So we ended up finding the one that we wanted to go see, sent him a list of houses in St. Thomas. And, uh, and we made an offer on a Sunday and we closed like that night. So we met the realtor on the Thursday, came to St. Thomas on Saturday, saw a few houses, bought one on Sunday. And, uh, the, how many, what was it closed? 60 day closing. So we just like packed up the condo, found some tenants, and that was a thing. I think that that was at least, that was my compromise. I was like, I'm not selling our stuff here mm-hmm. and, and I can't, and I will not move unless my company supports me working remotely. I'm not just moving for the like hell of it. Um, and so we ended up here, companies basically just like implemented these um, indefinite remote working agreements. And like once they all realize it doesn't matter where your employees are, um, they can still like do their job, then everything kind of relaxed a bit and we ended up here. So, but I maintain that we have our real estate there. We are employed there. Yeah. We live here. Yeah. (laughs) And people ask, oh, like, you know, how has it been? I'm like, I don't know, man. We've been in lockdown for like a year and a half, almost two years. And so I don't really picture of it. It's not. I don't really know. Like we go for walks. There's a lot of awesome trails in this area. And we used to go down to Port Stanley in the mornings before work, like before I was, you know, pregnant and Stanley in the morning is so great. It was amazing. We would go for a swim. Parking's free. Yes. Well, we would go down to the end of this one boulevard with like a circle on the end. And then there's like this really small public beach. So there was always parking down there. And then we'd go and we'd go for a dip and it would be so great. And then like, we'd take off to go golfing at like four 30 or something. Cause it wasn't really shut down here. Like it was in the city. And so it was kind of an, there was some, there was some glimmers of what it could have been. Um, but then what happened? We decided to get married in my parents' backyard so that my mom could be there. And then we came home and we consummated our marriage. And then a couple of weeks later, I took a pregnancy test and there she was. There she wow. was. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So it's been, yeah. And then, you know, obviously had a kid 
Okay, let's back up to the part where, so you're happy, you're single, you're mm-hmm. like, what do you add to my life? And then he comes along as mm-hmm. wanting something completely different. And you're like, yeah, I'm also okay with that option. <laughs> yeah, okay. So he was pretty chill. Like he was like, yeah, I, I guess I could, I, you know, I don't need kids. I don't need to leave the city. And I was like, okay, cool. And, you know, we were aligned in a lot of other ways. Like he also was a part of the nine to five grind. He got up even earlier than I did and went to work and we worked out together. Um, so we could have a lot of fun together. Um, we also, he was kind of vetted already because what happened was we met at a party of a mutual friend. And it turns out that we've been friends with the same people for like a decade, but just never met each other. Oh, had we spoke to the same group of people daily and just didn't speak to each other. Like it was bizarre. I mean, we'd both been in relationships previous. So I think that's probably why that happened. Um, but yeah, we, we just kind of got along on like, I don't want to say like on a not serious level, but when you're looking just to like hang out and have fun, we definitely did. Um, and there were just some things, I think I was probably jaded by the male species Mm-hmm. And he kind of just proved me wrong. Like we went back to his place and I was like, were you expecting someone? Cause this is really clean. Like, did you know you were going to bring a girl back? It like his, he, he, like, even though it was such a bachelor pad, like everything matched, he had a vibe and it was tidy and he took pride in it. And I'm like, okay, well, we'll see when, when I get in your car, cause you're going to drive me home. And immaculate so clean smells brand new it's like an SUV like a sensible get like fuel efficient SUV I'm like do you have a family that I don't know (laughs) where'd you put the car seats (laughs) right and all the crumbs um and so he had that and he had I don't even know like a closer relationship with his family he made effort to go see them um you know he took pride in what he did professionally Um, and he was, he was, he was kind. I remember a story that my girlfriend had told us. She was like, we were in a group chat. We have a snap group. I don't use it for anything other than this chat. And it's three girls. We all played volleyball together during undergrad. And then everybody moved away. Um, except for two of us were in Toronto and she was saying, you know, uh, my, my mattress was at this guy's house, like my ex's house. And I needed, I needed to go get it. And so I called up Rob, who I played beach volleyball with, and he took me over there and he helped me get the mattress and bring it home. And I'm like, wow, who's this? Like for a second, I thought, who is this Rob guy? That's so kind. And then, you know, forgot about it. And then when I met him at the party, I'm like, you are the Rob. You're the Rob that helped my friend get her mattress out of her ex's house. And like, she just kind of called you up randomly because she knew she could count on you. And I'm like, that's really nice. And so I was intrigued. And then we just like, like chatted all night on that rooftop and discovered like things that we have in common, like in terms of extracurriculars and interests and stuff like that. Um, And so he did, he did capture my attention. And then he had his funny little quirks. Like I discovered he had a cat and I was never a cat person, but I'm like, I've been here a few times and I haven't been able to tell that you have a cat. And in my experience, cats have like, cats are smelly. He's like, they don't have to be. And I'm like, well, in my experience, they shed. He's like, they don't have to. 
He's like, I buzz cut my cats. I take, yes. I take my shears. I put on like a little one or a, whatever those uh, levels are. And I just shave them. And then they don't shed. And it feels nice for them in the summer. And I was like, at first it was super weird. And now I'm like, all for shaving your cats. <laughs> I'm in shock. Yeah. But can you imagine like it was these weird little things that appealed to me? Well, you're like, wow, you thought that through. Yeah, like, I like thought it. it through attention to detail. And so then I also found out that he got his cat. Sorry. Kind to the cat even to consider it oh my- in the summer. Oh my God. He's obsessed. He got her when she, when he was in first year. So he's originally from Chatham, moved to Toronto, went to university downtown. And his parents were like, we have a stray cat, a kitten. We need you to take it. So he was living downtown and he was in first year university and he got handed this kitten. (laughs) And then however many years later that was, call it 10, 12 years later, um, meet him. And he's still got this cat who he's got this amazing relationship with. And I'm like, you took care of her this whole time. That's so sweet. That's sweet. Is that crash? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it is crash. Yeah. Drugs for ca- cash for drugs. Remember that? <laughs> yes. Tell that story. Oh my goodness. It was all the- <laughs> Yeah, it was Ash came over. And it was it Ash or was it me who was, it was like you. It was me? There, there's yeah. this sticky note on the fridge and it says what does it say drugs for crash drugs for cash for crash but it said cash drugs drugs. yeah (laughs) drugs for cash yeah and i'm like oh yeah drug dealers okay right on they're drug dealers so (laughs) that's how that's how they're doing all of it all right um right on it was just yeah, you did. That's how you remind yourself of the business. You put it on a sticky note and you put it on your fridge. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Exactly. Oh, right. Don't, Don't like, forget oh. the cash for drugs. Yes. yes. <laughs> I mean, I, now I remember why Ash comes to mind is because I think she, she either had also did been there or she nearly stepped on your cat and yes. felt terrible. Oh, yeah. It. That was what happened to Ash. And I kept trying to tell her, like, it's fine. Oh. Ash is. She's it's going to happen. She gets underfoot. The sensitive of souls. Yeah. That sweet Ash. Oh, oh my gosh. She's so funny. Actually, I was telling Demi a story about Ash that she was like, oh, you got to share this with her. And it had to do with like my postpartum anxiety, which was in hindsight. I mean, I still have, but um, was pretty high at the time. And I remember going to bed. Like I had just met her too. She comes in, she's going to be our night doula. And I'm like, I'm just going to leave my baby with this stranger. But like, Again, she came, obviously she was part of your team. So I was like, she has my trust implicitly um, because of that. But I said to Rob, I'm like, I'm just going to need you to set the alarm and don't tell her the code in case she steals Lua or tries to steal her in the night. And so, cause like sometimes we don't set the alarm at night. And, but in the very beginning, I was like, I, I still check all of the doors. Yeah and set the alarm at night what did he say 100 he did it of course i'm like he's a good man yeah he locked her in with with us and our baby in case she decided to take off (laughs) with the goods imagine she had to go to her car car. (laughs) and then i would have been proven right for like a second yeah and like i told you she was trying to escape and i made sure that we were awake and you know at the time that she was supposed to leave to 
put the alarm off, but that's a good, that's a good point that you make. I could have asked if she needed to go to the car, but I was just in such a place. <laughs> I'm like, lock her in. Because everybody who followed us on a walk, I was like, that's a baby snatcher. Yeah. And I swear to God, they're here to snatch her. Like, so suspect of everyone. Just wait until you start assuming every male is a pedophile. That's a rough one. I know you guys. I know it's hard. I know I can't, I don't even want to think about that yet, but it's, I'm it's scared. a weird thing. I'm scared. I don't want to send her to daycare. I mean, I do. Cause she loves kids. She loves other babies. She's obsessed. And I just want her to socialize, but we have a nanny right now because I went back to work like an idiot at six months. <laughs> and that's the, da- the childcare that we settled on. Yeah. So it's in my home and, it, and you know, our nanny's a female. Um, but yeah, I fuck that scares me. Although I'm really just like hoping that the generation of people that are having kids these days are raising them maybe a bit differently to be aware. You know? Yeah. Like I'm trusting all my girlfriends who have sons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm like, those are going to be good boys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or like, let's hope. But yeah, um, I, I know that we kind of went off on a tangent and I just wanted to complete my story about Rob. <laughs> yeah, it was, I guess, I guess I kind of did. He just kind of like con- continued to demonstrate like this, this like dedication and this commitment. And he very much established him or sorry. Um, yeah, I guess established his character as an equal to me. So like as an overachiever and as someone who, if you want something done right, you have to do it yourself type. Mm-hmm. When, when I can close my eyes or fall asleep or leave the house and know that he will pick up right where our life left off. I was like, I know that I have a, a teammate and a partner in him um, because that was what scared me. The idea of having a kid and having to do it myself. I remember that I kept, bringing that up actually in one of our in our um meetings when you came to the house I just kept my concern was being alone I'm like I don't want to do this alone but I'm sitting there between you and Rob just yeah, voicing my concern for... he kept up being like hey Meg I'm hi right here. I'm right here yeah I'm right here I got this and you're yeah. like I know I know yep I know I see you but I'm just afraid to be alone it was like something I'm afraid yeah but do you think um I mean, you had just lost your mother too. Do you think that played into that? That and definitely like a super unhealthy relationship that I had come from mm. where I was a hundred percent, like I cannot have a child because I will have two. Like that was not what I wanted. Um, and so Rob made me believe that not only I like, could I do it, mm-hmm. but he would also be there to do it with me. Um, but then, you know, like he is, he's also a guy and there is like no training that they can do like fast forward into the, into the whole postpartum thing. Like there is like, unless there's like a video game, like, and you're supposed to keep your postpartum wife alive. And then in the corner, there's like bottles of water. There's like five and they start blinking when you need to rehydrate her. But then there's also like this like really tired face and like her energy is going down at the same time. But then like all of the life blood is just being sucked yeah. out and you He's have to like get her, yeah. get her a bottle of water, you know, take the baby from her, 
get her, get her, give her a nap. And like, you're just, it's like Zelda, you know, it's blinking in the corner. Yeah. I'm like, maybe that, maybe something like that would help train them to best support you. Cause I think he thought that she was going to walk out seven years old and ready to throw a football around. Right. Yeah. They often, they often do. Yeah. I get yeah. that sense sometimes from men when they're just like, yeah, like I've held a lot of babies. I've babysat before. I got this. Yeah. So it's, it's not exactly so, what it is. It's so different when it's someone else's baby. And if it cries and you don't know what to do, you hand it back. But when it's your own and you're like, no, no, I'm actually the guy. I'm actually, we're actually the parents. So shoot, we, we have to figure this out. There's no one to call. Oh, I know. I know. I, I was saying, who was I saying this to? Oh, I'm taking part in a study with um, a group of women at the women's college hospital right now. And they're, um, what is it? Their reproductive mental health program, which is really cool. Um, but we were just talking about that. Like Rob travels a lot for work and not right now, but he did. And in the beginning, it was just me here with the flua. And so if something needed to be done, I had to parent and do the thing. And then when he would come home and he'd be sitting with her, he'd be like, Hey, can you hand me that like burp cloth? And it would send me, mm. it would send me the smallest things. I'm like, what would you do if I wasn't here? How would you get the burp cloth? I just feel so like, I don't even know, like not unappreciated. Resentment? But like it's resentment, but it's kind of like, it, it isn't, it's like, it's a complete lack of awareness as to what just happened over the past three days when you were gone the yeah. nights that you were gone the mornings that you were gone everything that I had to do in this house for the last three days just went completely by the wayside yeah like they didn't even know that you if you had to take a dump you also had to wait until the baby was in a good spot or maybe take her with you yeah. oh my gosh on my lap on the floor like outside of the splash zone of course but like, I'm not a monster, Yeah. <laughs> but Definitely yeah. So scrolling Instagram while you're pooping for 20 minutes. No, that's for sure. Right. Like, Hey, can you do oh, right. That's, that's another one that gets me. Did you see what I sent you? Do you know where my phone is? Cause I sure <laughs> yeah. don't. Yeah. Like I've had a baby in one hand and you know, like a haka in the other. And yeah. unfortunately sometimes, you know, I, I will admit they're not as riveting as a good scroll. <laughs> it's true. I'm just like, God, I wish I had some connection to the outside world, but alas, here we are. It's true. Just a lump of flesh. Just a lump of flesh. Um, you've been great on our mom and baby um, group. We have a, we have baby club every Tuesday at 10. And I know you've met with some of the moms um, outside of the group. You guys have gone for, for walks. Um, tell me what's the best thing about mom friends. I mean, you've had, you talked about your single friends and, you know, Toronto experience. Yeah. What's the best thing about mom friends? It's a great question. And I bet you, I can't even do the answer any justice because what I, I wish is I got to spend more time with moms with their babies. Mm -hmm. What I would give to just go to a class with Lua and let her hang out with the other littles. Best thing about mom friends is that they get it. You can say anything to them, anything like the raw, like the deepest, darkest thoughts in your mind. And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that. Like, I don't want to die, but like, if I got hit by a car, 
and had to spend a week in the hospital. It's like might kind of a break. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Might be pretty nice. Like you say these things to them and they're like, oh my God, I've totally thought that exact same scenario. Mm-hmm. And you're like, perfect. Sounds good. Except for, you know, you got hit by a streetcar. So then you got to sue the city of Toronto and make millions. Right. But better deal. You're yeah. still in the hospital with people taking care of you for once. Mm-hmm. Yes. Man. So just kind of like the validation, the validation of the experience, the validation of your thought process. Um, and this understanding that like, I think also guys or partners don't, don't appreciate is like, sometimes we just have to commiserate, but it doesn't mean we don't love you or appreciate what you do. It's this collective ignorance that is so baffling. Mm-hmm. And you're like, is anyone else experiencing this right now? Like, and you just need that camaraderie. You just need, you know, the, the understanding and it's a look or I think I shared a look with somebody actually recently just, and I was like, wow, that was a stranger, but we both just got it. And I was like, wow, that was nice. Are we on, are we on a team? Yeah. I think there's a club I'm part of now. And I just wasn't told I'd been admitted, but it's, it's so interesting. And then, I mean, the resources like, you know, everybody has insight and, and they're all willing to help too. Like when I went to Vancouver, Lua and I went on a trip with Rob to Vancouver and then we came, we traveled back alone, the the two of us. Yeah, girl. Oh my God. (laughs) The moms, they would just come up to you and be like, I'm a mom and grab your bag and walk with you. Actually, it's my favorite thing to do when I'm traveling without my kids is I'm like, where's a mom with a baby? Who can I help right now? Yeah. I can't wait to do that. Yeah. Yeah. And I heard this, I heard this husband too, like him and his wife and like their new baby were just standing near me in the security line and he was like, help her. (laughs) And so she's like helping me like try to take the stroller out of the gate check bag. And, you know, I'm like embarrassed because I tried to hide my winter boots in the gate check bag. I'm like, fuck there's, oh, how'd those get there? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, that and the cocaine. I I forgot that I <laughs> right all the drugs for cash. Like <laughs> it was just like trying to get through the security in the Vancouver airport. But they were they were so kind and just so helpful. And you're like, damn, that's it's it's great. Um, yeah, I mean, it will it'll be nice when when I can start to hang out with them in person. Cause I feel like there's got, like, you guys are so lucky to have each other. And I feel like I'm super envious of that relationship and the proximity to each other, like the physical proximity, like my best friend lives in Ottawa, Yeah. but I know that we would be like thick as thieves with our kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, and like Kat and Nat, I don't know if you guys know yeah. them. Yeah. They're, they're, they're the greatest. They're yeah. so fun. I'm so glad that they found each other too. I'm like, I could just really use a bestie. Like, I think, I think Sarah, this is what we were talking about when we were talking about dictates. Like (laughs) sometimes you just should live with your best friend and, and then the dudes should live by themselves or together, whatever they want. And then you just, you know, you, you call on them when you feel like uh, you need, you know, a dictate. Honestly, there's something to be said for the, having another mom in the house of polygamy. I, I, I even, I've said that so many times. I'm like, how do I get a third parent up in here, but someone that doesn't want a sexual relationship with my husband? Cause I'm not cool with that. Yeah. But I could definitely use a third or a fourth parent. Sometimes I'm like someone who's doing the laundry, someone who's doing the cooking and the grocery shopping, someone who is paying attention to the baby. And then maybe the other person is, is getting to have a nap. 
Yeah. And we all rotate. Beautiful. With the twins, I remember my mom always saying that. She's like, we could keep four adults in business, no problem here. Yeah. Like there's an adult for each baby. Someone's napping. Someone's got to get groceries. Someone's cleaning. Someone's doing laundry. Like it's just too yeah. much. We need sister wives. And even, you know, then you start bleeding again one day. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're, you've hit that yet. But yeah, so, you know, let's go back to the red tent days. Yeah, so I can go away when I'm bleeding. We could take care of each other. Oh, you're bleeding? Let me take care of everything because I'm ovulating and I feel great. Yeah. And I love to be that extra mom who's helping the mom in the airport. Yeah. And then when I'm bleeding, everyone take care of me. Yeah. That's another, yeah, it's it's brutal. I mean, I haven't been, I didn't get that like initial um, period that they talk about like being super rough. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think I've now had like three or four probably, and they do annihilate me, like from an energy standpoint, like I'm exhausted midday and I'm just like, like, I'm like, I'm on the tail end right now. And I also got my booster yesterday. So last night was not fun for me. I was like violently shaking and just like no energy. Oh, but, and then sometimes I'm like, I shouldn't complain because, you know, X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Somebody's got it worse. It's tough. But you're still right. Totally are. Yeah. That's why those. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, let's wrap this up with, um, we asked this of everyone. Uh, Let's put you on the spot. If you could have a billboard, I mean, I already want you to have a shirt that says the collective ignorance is so baffling (laughs) because it's just so funny (laughs) and so true. But if you could have a billboard, what would it say? Oh my God. (laughs) Great question. Oh shit. That's so loaded. It is. I know. Like I'm just, I'm also, think about it. I'm in marketing too. Right. So I'm like already, I'm like, well, who's the audience? Like how big is the billboard? Where is it facing? What, in which work, what country is it in? Like, who are we talking to? Are we talking, you know? So let me just think if I could have a billboard, um, you know, oh my God, Rob would tell you that it would say, I just need a minute. Oh, um, but so I do say that a lot, but I think also like, it's not about you. Yeah. This isn't, a, this isn't about you. And, oh, and it's such a good billboard to put on a highway too, because road rage, like yeah. it's actually not about you. It's not. And that's, an, yeah. So that's probably what my billboard would, would say is this isn't about you or it isn't about you. But for the most part, I'm saying it because I, I often have to either like preface my conversations with my husband, which, you know, I also give him huge kudos because that was another thing that we agreed on when we first started dating was like communication. I'm like, I don't want there to be any breakdowns and I, I need us to remember that we don't read minds. And so I do take responsibility for having, like, I will vocalize what I need from you. I won't just sit and wallow when you haven't delivered on something that you didn't know you were expected to deliver on. Um, so I always made that promise. But a lot of the time when I'm trying to explain stuff that birthing people experience, um, I have to preface the conversation with this isn't about you or this isn't personal. Like mm-hmm. I literally, I just have to tell you what I'm feeling or what I'm experiencing. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm pretty happy with that. Nice. I like it. Have Did you, you asked people what their four agreements? No. What is that? Oh, you should. Uh, it's 
just a book about life. And one of the four agreements is don't take anything personally. So I feel like you would like the other three also. Yes, you it's one time. of my big things, <laughs> right? You guys, I can't, I wish I did. Maybe I had time to build a, a cat castle out of cardboard boxes though, <laughs> but I maintain that I have no time to do anything else. My husband's like, you built Ruby a tree house out of Amazon boxes and bubble wrap. That's amazing. I'm like, yeah, priorities, yeah. bro, get them straight. Creativity is important. If it um, is. You guys should ask people, Ask people what their walkout song is. Do you guys have walkout songs? Can I ask you those? Oh my God. Define like what a walk like. Define. Okay. So like, so you're up to bat at the ACC or whatever the dome, the Sky Dome. You're at the Sky Dome and you're up to bat. The final countdown. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Um, that was one of the first, that was one of the questions that Rob asked me on our first date is what, what is your walkout song? And so yeah, because well, it was actually at a baseball game, so it made sense contextually. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, I want to know. So, is yours the final countdown? I no, probably so, not. Mine um, would probably be DJ Khaled. Yeah. All I do is win. Oh, that would be- oh, classic. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that's an easy one, but that's what came to mind. No, you're. You know what? Actually, to see like what I play often, <laughs> I don't even know. What was? Are your we going to make this decision while we're on the podcast? What was yours? It's actually funny that you, sh- it's past that Dutch. <laughs> past the Dutchie to the left. That one? No, no, no. Oh, Missy Elliott. Elliott. Yeah. The very beginning. Oh. And it has, it's funny because, you know, it has to do with drugs. I swear. I don't even dabble really recreationally. <laughs> Is that what that and song's been about? A- I don't even know that. Past the Dutch? Past yeah. that Dutch? Yeah. I guess that's about it's drugs, like a- isn't it? I had you got to listen to the beginning. Okay, I'm going to play it. Hold on. Sarah, ask another question. I'm still trying to think of a song, but it's like the second you're put on the okay. spot, it's like you can't do it. Is my internet going to work? Listen up, Okay, well, That's as soon so as good. the pandemic's over, we're going to a club with yeah. you in Toronto. So I got to say, I got my dance clothes from Scarborough because <laughs> I went- You're from the GTA, yeah. Yeah, with some solid Black dancers. Yeah. And you, you got know. some mad Oh skills. my God, like Save the Last Dance? Oh, wow. Are you Julia Stiles? <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> Maybe a little bit. <laughs> okay, this is big. Uh, yeah, we can go dancing for sure. I'm so pumped. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being with us. It was wonderful. And I, yes, I will have to attend your second birth. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope to be with you again in, in a context that, that doesn't might have to do with the second <laughs> Either way. Either way. Yeah, Take either way. We'll be out at the club. <laughs> Post-pandemic, you don't know. Sometimes the skirt is that short. Yeah, true. Sometimes I feel like you have to dress us if we go yeah. out. I know, right? Oh God, no, oh, no. Wear what? Wear what makes you feel good. Okay, okay. all right.
Fuck everybody. <laughs> That's what I'm going to call this podcast. <laughs> okay. I would talk to you all day, but we should let you go. Awesome. Okay. Thanks again, guys. So good to see you. See ya. We would just love it if you would take the time to leave us a five-star rating, a review. If you'd subscribe to our show, you can screenshot it while you're listening to us and even share it on the gram. Remember, you are important too. Disclaimer, we are not medical professionals. Everything said here is our own opinion and not to be taken as medical advice. We do not take any responsibility from the outcomes of you taking our advice. Please seek medical advice from your trusted healthcare professionals.